I hate fantasy football. Start the show. I have no idea what I did to Devontae Adams for him to treat me the way he treated me on Sunday. I am almost certain that he is a listener of Girth and Inches League of Fantasy Football podcast because last week all I did was talk about some dude who loved to get shit on and he must have said, hey, I'm going to do this guy a favor and I'm going to just lay a brick of a shit on his face because that's what he did. I had the total privilege of facing Devontae Adams in my week one matchup in Girth and Inches. This man had 17 targets, 14 receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. There's nothing you do against that. When you run into a buzzsaw that is Devontae Adams like that, this happens all the time. You know, you you plan accordingly, you make all the right moves, but there's always that one player that's just going to erupt and ruin your week, regardless of what you did. Hey, Vikings secondary, be better. Please be better. Unless, uh, you know, it's the Bears playing against you. But what the fuck, man? All right, I won't linger too long on my um, terrible week one experience. Although I did, I do have Devontae Adams in another league, so bittersweet. That league is a survival league. And what that is, it's you start off with 16 rosters, 16 teams, and each week the lowest scoring team gets eliminated. When that team is eliminated, that team's players all get dropped to the wire. This year we're operating under FAB, so, so now that these players are available, you have to go and bid for them. It's simple enough. For example, if that team eliminated this week happened to have Christian McCaffrey, well, guess what? The teams are going to go insane and drop the entire fab budget on Christian McCaffrey because it makes sense. He's the number one running back, or at least he was drafted to be the number one running back. So it would make sense that you just blow your load on Christian McCaffrey. It'll probably help you out season long in surviving the league. So at least Devontae Adams helped me survive that one. Um, but, you know... Any other league compared to Girth and Inches just doesn't matter. This one's the one that matters. And the person I lost to, that just makes it worse too. But we'll get to that when I do my weekly weekly recap of the matchups in Girth and Inches. So as mentioned, outside of Girth and Inches, I am in other leagues, the Survival League. That one's actually ran by Jesse, half-decent commissioner. I'll give him that. Um, and then I'm also in a 10-man PPR, half-PPR league. Um, Lemus is actually the commissioner for that one to no K league, but uh, a lot of little boys who love to do a lot of little boy complaining. Um, I'm actually the reigning champ in that league as well. And, uh, yeah, so I, I won that, that league this week, um, survived in advance in Jesse's league. And then I was in a, in a fourth first time participating in a survival pool league, but, um, I picked the Colts to beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And yeah, Gardner Minshew said, hold my cutoff jean shorts and fuck them up. So I'm actually eliminated from that one. So now going forward, I only have three leagues. Um, So yeah, week one, two and two, which was four and all, but it is what it is. Shout a on a more positive note, shout out to Chicago teams this week. The bears somehow pulled off a win against the lions. If we're being honest, it's because the lions just, did what the Lions do, and they just, you know, nothing against DeAndre Swift. He had that chance to win the uh, passing touchdown in the end zone, but rookie, big moment. Not going to knock him for that, but, you know, thank you. That was that was the Bears MVP right there because it would have been all over. 
and we probably would have seen Nick Foles start next week. We still might. I don't know. Mitch, he made some great passes, but then he made some dog shit passes too. So I guess we'll see. And then just recently, just today, this morning, I saw that Allen Robinson has taken off all things Bears related off his social media. So I guess Allen Robinson is a angry ex-girlfriend because he's not getting his uh, contract extended just yet. So hopefully if the Bears aren't too fucking stupid, they'll go and extend the man because he's a he's a beast uh, and we need him desperately on that team. Um, and then not only not only did the Bears get the win, but then also um, Alec Mills with the no hitter. Shout out to that dude. I don't even give a shit about baseball, but uh, hey, the no hitter is goddamn impressive. So uh, to have that happen all in one day, we don't get too many bright Chicago sports days, but uh, Sunday was a good one. Moving on, the league voted on something new this week. It dawned on me that there is a possibility that the NFL season is cut short due to COVID. Uh, COVID's not going anywhere anytime soon. So if this happens, what happens to your fantasy league and the payouts and all that stuff, right? Um, the league voted to refund everyone's money if the NFL season is canceled after week seven has concluded, but before week eight begins. If the NFL season goes past week eight and gets canceled at any point after that, then the top six teams based on record and points will split the league fee six ways. Uh, I do a weekly payout for the top scoring team, so I will be keeping track of the high scoring teams, but will not pay out the $20 prize until after week eight, in case I do have to refund everyone's money. So after week eight, if the season is canceled, I will pay out the league fees, less the weekly payouts up to that point. I think it's a wise idea to have something implemented now instead of later in case the worst case scenario does happen with the NFL. Uh, I can see how that might get a little froggy in some of your leagues. They don't call me bitch, I'm a grown man! So go ahead and talk to your commissioners about these people and uh, thank me later in case we are cut short and uh, we have to go back to watching reality TV or um, Tiger King or I don't know what the fuck else I would do with my time. One final item before I do a recap of uh, the weekly matchups. This Sunday was the first week with open waivers all Sunday. I did this so that if one of your players gets hit with COVID, you, are, you aren't totally screwed and have the option to replace him with someone off the wire. The only stipulations I had were you can't drop a player that's already played to pick up a player, and you can't pick up a guy who has already played. Why? Because this is unfair to those folks who aren't glued to their phones all of Sunday. I understand some of y'all work on Sundays or you know you have families, so it's unfair for those who have the luxury, myself included, to just sit on my fat ass and watch football all day. If you want a player that has already played, you would just have to wait until the the waiver's cleared on Wednesday morning, and I, that that's fair for all. Uh, well, sure enough, we had two individuals break the rules, and uh, one of them thought that he was slick by picking up Dallas Goddard, who was balling out. This was after the game had concluded, but even so, you know that goes against one of the stipulations there. And then I had another guy who dropped Wentz. Uh, after he had already gotten his ass beat by the Redskins, uh, don't say that by the Washington football team uh, to pick up a defense. So obviously, this league, my my league, I love girth and inches, but they're so rude sometimes. Um, immediately, they demanded a punishment for these two individuals. So being the good commissioner that I am, I we took it to a vote. Everything goes to a vote, folks. I gave three options for the boys to vote on: one, no punishment. This is a new rule, and it was an honest mistake, and there's a bit of a learning curve, right? Number two, we deduct $5 of FAB money from their budget, so then now they're you know down 5 bucks they can't use later on in the season. Or number three, the two, the two who broke the rule need to hold hands for the entire draft next season. And guess which one got the most votes? That's right. 
Number three. Gay. I amended the punishment to only the first four rounds of the draft instead of the whole draft because those bathroom breaks would be extremely awkward. All right, so let's get to the weekly recap here, and I'll just go matchup by matchup, and we'll start off with me versus Bromar. So as I already mentioned, Devontae Adams went nuclear. Can't do shit about that. I made all the right calls, just my guys didn't show up in the same way that Adams did. For example, I made the tough call, but correct call, to bench Nick Chubb for Hollywood Brown and Boston Scott. In terms of points, it was the right call. Um... Not many people have the stones to make that kind of call, you know, so I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Nick Chubb ended up having a terrible game, and it's not so much his fault. When he was running, when he got the rock, he looked amazing. It's just that the Browns are just a pile of shit, just to keep talking about the Browns and being shitty. Um, Baker Mayfield looked terrible. I feel sorry for the OBJ owners because, God Damn, man, Baker just looked terrible. I'll give him a little leeway because it was the Baltimore Ravens defense, and, you know, they're a solid defense. So, anyways, I, I made all the right moves here, and it's just you, when a guy decides to go bananas, there's nothing you can do about it. On the bright side, Josh Allen does, in fact, look like a poor man's Lamar, and Josh Jacobs is a beast. He's finally getting some of that passing work, and uh, he could be a motherfucker for me this season. So tough week one for me. Congratulations to Bromar. Um, enjoy it. I know it's been a while since you were in the win column for Girth and Inches. So live it up, buddy. Moving on to Frank and Jesse. This is what, other than Big Thick and Bromar, this was the other one that was one of the more exciting ones, I guess, for this week because uh, Frank has Deshaun Watson and Jesse has Patrick Mahomes. So. Why not see these two stud quarterbacks uh, duke it out on Thursday night? So I was like, eager about that. Also, Jesse hates Frank because Frank, uh, I think I mentioned before, if Frank, doesn't, if Frank doesn't get to a hot start, he kind of gives up. At least that's what Jesse says. I don't know. Um, anyways, I hit up both of these guys to see if they want to do a, uh, if they wanted to prepay that shit talking um, and come on the pod. But they said, nah, wait, let's wait until after the Monday night. First of all, pussies, and second of all, I cannot wait to hear from Frank. Um, it was a rough week one for Jesse. He lost Marlon Mack to an Achilles tear, and it's looking like Le'Veon Bell might miss some time. Um, Devontae Parker re-aggravated his hamstring, so he's probably out for a week or maybe more. And if we recall, Jesse went really light with the wide receivers. He decided to get some depth at his running back position. Um Whoops. And just to add some salt onto that wound, uh, he had Sammy Watkins on his bench who, you know, if you if you watch Thursday night, Sammy Watkins, well, he was eating. He was eating on the field. Jesse's homoerotic team name, Macking on Mahomies, which I thought was clever, uh, should be updated, updated to all Mahomies are hurts. He also has Zach Ertz on his uh, team. So looking on the bright side, Jesse did snag Benny Snell. Uh, backup running back in Pittsburgh. And um, if you saw Monday Night Football, he looked amazing. He looks like he's going to be the number one if Connor were to miss any time. And to be fair, though, um, my fat ass could probably get a first down versus the Giants. But, uh, you know, James Connor back on his bullshit with being allergic to being healthy. So Jesse might have a new number one running back in his arsenal. Frank's team was led by Deshaun Watson, Julio Jones, and the Baltimore Ravens. You can't do nothing against that. You know, those, when your defense gives you 15 points, uh, it's going to be a good week for you and a terrible week for whoever you're facing. So good shit, Frank. And uh, 
Good luck going forward, Jesse. Next matchup we have is, was between Alex and Lemus. Uh, this was a close one that concluded with the Steelers-Giants game. Alex entered Monday night with no one left to play, leaning by 17 points. But Lemus and Settle out of court Ben said, oh, that's cute. Big Ben put up 22 on that ass, and Lemus ended up winning by only five points. A heartbreaking debut in Girth and Inches for Alex, but the future looks bright. It didn't take long at all for the Calvin Ridley hype to come to fruition. So as soon as Alex gets Cortland Sutton back, he should have a wide receiving core that should, uh, you know, make your stomach turn. Um, so keep your head up, chap. Lemus was uh, clapping cheeks with Adam Thielen and Christian McCaffrey. Not much you can do against those guys who balled out on Sunday. So, you know, it is what it is. Next matchup, we have Seb versus Ozzy. So look, giving Seb shit for taking Mixon and Carson that early doesn't matter when uh, you win. Mixon was forgettable, but Carson had himself a 2 tutty day. Oh, and Lamar Jackson? Yeah, still really good at football. I thought Jesse was having a bad week one, but goddamn. Here, check this out. Ozzy's the proud owner of Michael Thomas's sprained ankle, Odell, and the dog shit quarterback play attached to him, and James Conner, who probably would get hurt if a baby farted on him. Not ideal way to start the season. If you remember last season, Barkley and Kamara, they dealt with a high ankle sprain all season long, and they didn't look the same for a while. But the good the good news is uh, it's week one, the season is young, and there's a lot of football left to be played. So, you know, um, better luck next week, Ozzy. We see another tough debut in Girth and Inches from Greg. In his defense, he went up against Nikki, who is already promising to be a problem all season long. Um, After week one, fuck it, premature, blow my load. I'll say he had the best draft. He has uh, Kyle Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Clyde Edward-Hilaire, David Johnson, TJ Hawkinson, Jamison Crowder. Fuck. (laughs) Um, I'll relax, but not looking forward to facing this dude later in the season. Silver lining for Craig is uh, you get to face an injured as shit team in Jesse. So, um, you know, that should be an easy dub. You have Barkley going up against the abysmal Bears. They let Adrian Peterson fuck him up. So look forward to that, Greg. Nico versus Josh. Now, this one's a bittersweet one. Hate to see Nico win because fuck that guy. But Josh lost. So after week one, I'm ahead of him in rankings. A reminder that we have a bet where he states he'll finish higher than me at the end of the season. So far, nah, brah. Big week for Nico, not only because of the win, but also because of the Marlon Mack injury. The fantasy gods bailed him out out of the ridiculous price he paid for Jonathan Taylor at the draft. Second round pick, the 16th running back taken off the board. I promise you he'll claim it was a genius pick at the time, and now he isn't wrong. Uh, Taylor has already been declared as the starting running back in Indianapolis, and he should be a stud going forward. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than smart. So I'm introducing a new segment here, or yeah, call it a segment. We'll call it Dildo of the Week. This segment is for some boneheaded move made during the week. Uh, It could relate to starting a dud player, dropping a player, forgetting to start a guy, uh, something along those lines. And why a dildo? Because a dildo is just a dense piece of rubber. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'll be claiming the title Dildo of the Week this week. I dropped fucking Malcolm Brown uh, for Brian Edwards, only to have Brown be picked up by none other than my fucking opponent, Bromar. And, oh yeah, he used him against me in in our matchup. And Brown totaled for 79 rushing yards on 18, 18 attempts, 
three receptions for 31 yards and two fucking touchdowns. Uh, Bromar used 10% of his fab to pick him up. And at the time, I was laughing at him because it was like 10% for this guy. Come on. Um, but uh, joke's on me. Uh, I guess the money was well spent for the time being. Look, I'll admit, I saw some highlight reels from uh, Brian Edwards when he was in college. And my shit got a little hard, you know. I was like, oh, boy, I want that guy in my roster um, in case he has that breakout rookie year. But, um, yeah, I did not expect Malcolm Brown to get that kind of usage in the game. I figured he'd get a few touches and then they'd work in the rookie, but it looked like he's a leading running back over there. Do I think that happens season long? No. But for the time being, I think Bromar might have a starting running back. Um, I promise you if Malcolm Brown was on the waiver wire, he would be one of the hot pickups this week. So congrats to Bromar for uh, making that move before he had the great game. Quick shout out to my league mates. I always say Girth Inch is the best league out there. Um, and stuff like this just really drives that point home. Um, for example, it's Tuesday right now, and that's just when you see all the analysts come out with their waiver wire um, pickups for the week. Um, and some of these guys were, they kind of beat the wire here. Uh, for example, Seb had Mike Williams, and at the time we were laughing at him because uh, I guess we just like to make fun of Seb. But uh, we were laughing at him because Mike Williams was. He wasn't even projected to play, and then he kind of balled out. So Seb has there a really good wide receiver, um, at least a depth piece for the time. Um, Liam has picked up James Robinson, who got I, – I think I saw somewhere he got like damn near 100% of the uh, running back uh, snaps. <laughs> so he's clearly the starter over in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville surprisingly did not look too bad. I thought I thought they were going to look a lot more a lot worse than they actually did. Jesse ended up picking up uh, Benny Snell a, a few weeks back. And, I mean, you can't really project when a player is going to get hurt, but there's a reason why Alexander Madison is usually drafted or rostered in most leagues. And now that we know that James Conner just does not like to stay healthy, I, I, I give the guy a lot of shit, uh, but it's not his fault. Uh, <laughs> uh, even so, you know that guy's going to be hurt eventually at some point in the season. Jesse was smart enough and went, fuck it, I'm going to get Benny Snell. Another guy that would have been a hot waiver wire pickup had he been available. And then Nico picked up as his kicker. Steven Goskowski, the kicker for the Titans, another guy that would be flying off the way. Just fucking kidding. This guy missed four field goals. I'll give him that one was blocked, but God damn it, man. I think he's keeping his job, though. But I don't think Nico's keeping him on his roster. <laughs> um, kudos to you, gentlemen, for... Um, being the waiver wire there and picking up these guys because I promise you, whatever you paid for them, it was at a discount. If they were available now, people would be dropping a lot of coin. Another shout out to Bromar, who I already bitched about him picking up Malcolm Brown. That 10%, now in hindsight, is probably a bargain for the time being. Again, I don't think he's going to be the starter, but whatever. That's just me being better. So that'll do it for the uh, week one recap. Um, wish I could say I got that first dub of the season, but did not work out in my favor. That's all right. Next week I have a, I have a matchup against uh, Nico. That should be a good one. Um, our teams have really good matchups, and um, yeah, a uh, good opportunity for my team to bounce back. Um, I think this week will be the first week I do dial-ins, so you can expect another show sometime either Friday or Saturday. Um, not too sure what the call dial-ins will be, but uh, maybe it'll just be, hey, what do you think of week one so far or biggest disappointment or just, no, no, just general shooting the shit with uh, my homies. So 
Look out for that one. Remember to follow, subscribe, and leave a rating on whatever platform it is that you listen to this thing on. iTunes, specifically Apple Podcasts, they allow for a write-in review. Uh, Please leave those because that's how, look, most people, the way they look at things, it's like, well, do other people agree that this is worth my time? So if there's a ton of five-star reviews, guess what? They're going to tune in. Um, and as of right now, after releasing the second show, um, we are in 16 states and in 30 cities, which is pretty damn cool because um, only two episodes in. And I don't think I have that many friends out in those areas. So they're looking into it for whatever reason and sticking around. So um, let's keep driving up those numbers and let's get uh, let's let's make Girth and Inches a household name. Follow us on Instagram at Girth and Inches on Twitter, fantasy underscore sporks. And yeah, thank you so much for the support, guys. And uh, keep giving me some of that feedback so I can make this thing a little bit better. And remember, on girth and inches and in life, always go for it. <laughs>